This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Jess. And I'm Rhiannon. And today we're talking about a subject that has recently been in the news. You might have seen about it. Quite a big influencer called Zoe Sugg, I think that's how you pronounce her surname. Um, Zoella. Yeah, she goes by Zoella, that's her brand name, um, has posted about being dropped from a syllabus. I think it was a um, business A-level or something, being dropped from the syllabus because she did a brand post on some sex toys. I thought it was even younger than that. I thought it was GCSE. It might have been GCSE, I'm not sure. But she did a post and we spoke about this the other day. We loved that it wasn't an apologetic post. Not at all. And it wasn't something where she felt like she really had to explain herself. It was more like, this is why I'm not sorry. This is why there is actually something wrong with this situation. First of all, she was explaining that she didn't understand how she could be dropped from something that she hadn't signed up for (laughs) right so Zoe had uh, made a post being completely unapologetic about supporting these sex toys and speaking about how she is a grown woman yep yep (laughs) that um feeling oh yeah we're we're a bit heated about this I have so Um, many opinions on this yes that it's not something that should be taboo it's not something that should be hidden she says she understands that her following are a little bit younger maybe um 16 year olds but how actually it's harmful to be making this a subject that shouldn't be spoken about and shouldn't be taught Zoella gets um, the biggest praise from me ever for this. She really does because yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's not something that should be taboo at all and especially for women and especially for young girls. And I, when I say young girls, I mean teenagers. Obviously, like if you're underage, let's reconsider. But Right, so do you feel like we should be educated on sex toys in sex education? I think we should be made aware of them. I don't think we need to know how to use them. I don't think we need to be told, here's the link, this is how much it is. You know, put your credit (laughs) card details here. Yeah, I don't think we need that. I think we're very capable of, you know, purchasing things ourselves. I think being made aware of a sex toy is good because guess what? Some couples and relationships might not have certain body parts that, you know, can do this the penetrative act let's say so you know sex toys could be anything from dildos it could be vibrators it could be um cock rings <laughs> like there's so many different things that people, i think just should be aware of i think there's yeah. wrong with um giving people information about i think that we should be talking about the parts in which can be stimulated in order to provide pleasure maybe not we don't need to go into detail on the instruments that can be used but i but the fact that there are instruments that can be used they exist is more where i was getting to yeah yeah and that's That's a a really good point actually because we're not talking about just your typical man and woman relationship that's also part of the 
of sex education in schools that needs to be mm. amended if they haven't been already. Yep. We need to talk, be talking about same sex partnerships, all okay. different types. So actually, that's that's really interesting. Actually, coming into that point, that toys would be useful. I, <laughs> I think so. I think so because, and also, I think people forget that toys. Um, aren't necessarily to be used with a partner you can use mm. them yourself and that is a display of or a, an act of safe sex which in my opinion surely that is more appealing to a parent like to to know that your child is being safe as opposed to you know just getting themselves into dangerous situations because of Definitely. their lack of um, preparation and knowledge and, and things like that definitely they can be stimulated get what they feel like they need at home almost yeah without even yeah. anyone else being there so as much as it seems like it's a taboo topic actually I feel like if there's a little bit more education on it it could prevent some really sticky situations <laughs> further down the line <laughs> so <Pardon> the pun. <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that <laughs> um <laughs> I think so <laughs> that one tickled me um I think for me when I heard about this I had many opinions mostly frustration at the at the parents and teachers or whatever who were getting all riled up over something. And, yeah. yeah it's just like for goodness sake they're gonna learn about and and that was the part that I really appreciated um Zoe mentioning was that she found it quite worrying that parents were either assuming that their child didn't know about sex sex toys that they weren't necessarily um you know discovering their own bodies not not um other people's bodies their own bodies their own pleasure all of these sorts of things that's a bit more concerning than just reading someone's blog I think so and and trying to prevent your child from doing that as well um and I, I'm sure that there are people probably listening who, who may disagree and that's absolutely fine I just I think the the sort of topic or, or the um the point that Jess and I had discussed or, or found from this is that line between protecting a child and preparing a child and I think yeah. I, I even want to sort of re remove the word child because that makes it sound like someone really young preparing a teenager and protecting a teenager because when you are a good chunk of a teenager you are actually legal to be doing these things so I think one to assume that they're not is quite naive and silly and two to not prepare them I think is a disservice to your child or your teen personally so we are now talking about secondary school sex education aren't we right. because yeah. primary school i think we're just we said earlier it's literally this is what sex is yeah it's like not the, really talking not, about the yeah. pleasure part it's no. talking about this is how you make a baby basically yeah. this is the science yeah <laughs> of it um so we're talking about secondary school education where they are teenagers like you said not children mm. and we all know it when you're a teenager you feel things yeah <laughs> there's no avoiding it there's no. no avoiding it it's a rush of hormones it's especially it, when you're feeling it as then as yeah. well because everything yeah. is brand new to your body and your mind and and learning about all these new feelings and stuff it's it's overwhelming and it, it's quite consuming as well so I think to I I think it's very sweet when there are um teens who are very innocent to it all and that isn't on their mind great fab but guess what there are many that are. There are many kids that are just, you know, 
bubbling with hormones and and questions so many questions it's curiosity Um, yeah absolutely and I think there's nothing wrong with being curious about your sexuality and your sexual awakening at all yeah yeah definitely so some parents might be concerned that by speaking about sex too early Mm. could be pushing your child towards it and almost feeding right curiosity tools or something it was giving them the tools yeah but you were saying good yeah you are giving them tools but that's actually a safer thing yeah because you could end up with they all they've got all they've been prepared with is the knowledge that this creates a baby or this is a thing that people do when two people love each other and they might feel like they love that person but wait hang on what about the protection side of it yeah what about you could end up with a teen pregnancy yeah, or what if they're in a, a relationship where they think they love someone, but it's actually a really toxic relationship. They haven't learned about any toxic relationships or any warning signs. Yes, absolutely. I, That's, I, I think more. A, That's, it's so, I think people don't realise that those things or, or those experiences, like the ones that you just said, like the the toxic relationships, the the different different scenarios that you could potentially land yourself in, they can scar you for life, you know? Like there's so many things that can affect you later on and it's all because you haven't been prepared. You haven't been given those tools or those um, that knowledge beforehand. And I think that's so dangerous. I think it's so dangerous to not prepare a teenager for what they could potentially be going into it. And like we said, we're not saying to encourage it. We're not saying to promote it. We're not advising all the different positions and all these things. We're not giving you that information. We're giving you it's almost like um, the step up from primary school. So primary school, like we said, it's just telling you what sex is. And um, actually going, speaking about primary school, we, we touched base with a, um, with a friend of ours who is a teacher, a primary school teacher before this episode, because I just wanted to get a little bit more information about how things have changed, if at all, in, in primary school. It was quite funny. She said that when she started, they were still using the videos that we had like 20 years ago, which part of me was just like oh god but then at the same time I thought well actually I suppose that makes sense for that age because all it is is just like we said it's just learning okay this is what sex is the part that I had an issue with was is it just sex between a man and a woman or are they discussing every part of it and from looking at the curriculums and the on the national curriculum that you can find online they do have to talk about same sex which I thought was brilliant because some kids do know from a young age they just know that they're attracted to the same sex they're not attracted to the opposite sex and I think that creates so many more questions if they're not being given the information about something that relates to them imagine a child who is gay and they're just constantly seeing videos about how a man and a woman have sex they're gonna be like well am I but does that come under the sex umbrella or does that come under relationships because I feel like those are a bit different because I feel like we don't need videos on how each sort of different pairings at primary school at least no not at primary school but I think in secondary school you do personally right okay you're still a teenager and as in you're a teenager who is going to be becoming of a legal age to consent to have sexual relations whether it's with a man or a woman or you know and so yeah I think the basis needs to be covered why should just the basis of a man and woman having sex be covered and not anything else personally yeah when we're going into the realms of pleasure yeah rather than just 
the to make a baby yeah and I definitely think that that needs to be covered yeah and so what our friend was saying was that in primary school they do they do a um I can't remember how many weeks it's over but each week is like a different theme so one week could be um your body so it could be like body changes it could be like periods it could be like wet dreams things like that just the sort of beginnings of things the beginnings of changes within adolescence and then it would go into relationships so types of relationships so that would be where it covers same-sex relationships things like that which I definitely didn't have at school I don't think we went to the same primary school so we definitely no we didn't have that covered I know that for sure and then she said that if kids ask certain questions there's like a, a boundary so certain questions that they might ask they're not allowed to know the answers until maybe the next year like so there's certain levels of questions I'm not too sure on the reasonings for that but I'm assuming it's maybe like safeguarding maybe it's um what's considered appropriate what parents have given their consent to and stuff oh that was actually another part that she said she said that um they don't have to get a parent's permission they can tell them this is what we're teaching however Mm. if you would like to remove your child from the lesson then you can which you and I have both got experience of as well like I was removed I wasn't removed for the sex part though I was removed for the birthing part (laughs) really yeah which I was quite I was quite glad for that I remember I watched Greece that day instead (laughs) oh nice um yeah I remember the birth video quite well actually I remember everyone just going oh like that in the the classroom it was very graphic like as in it was the actual birth down there like Mm. I mean it's amazing really I mean I saw it year seven so it's not like I missed out but yeah it's quite did you because we had so we had sex education in year four and then year six is that right is that how you remember it I don't remember what year it was actually yeah maybe it was year four I remember year four because we were with this teacher and I thought she dealt with it really well like when we first started it I don't know if you were in the same class as me for that because we all got into the class and she was just like right everyone say sex five times and everyone went sex 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 (laughs) I don't remember that oh maybe you went in that classroom then yeah maybe not and it was with her that she showed the birthing video I think it was just like to get it out of everyone's system and to be like oh this is really silly we get it but actually we need to cover this we need to learn about it so I, I remember that being quite a positive thing. The other I think thing, it was quite informative yeah like, the, the other thing that um my friend was saying was that what her sort of role in is to get them to acknowledge their feelings of embarrassment she was like this is going to be embarrassing like and when I get embarrassed I go red so if you see me go red that's just because I'm embarrassed and that's okay it made me laugh she said that there was a, a video where she had to show what an erect penis like was like a, like a you know an animation or something and a teacher who was a male walked in and she went bright red and they went miss you're going red and she went that's because I'm embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really cute like because it's natural isn't it we all have things like that I go red when I'm embarrassed so you know it's it's good to to encourage the feet like the feelings side of things and and accepting yeah. that that's just normal and it's natural and that's okay and then and then you can move on to the more sort of I don't want to say graphic details but you know what I mean like yeah more sort of in depth I guess so from primary school I feel like as long as they're covering sort of the basis of it you know periods and body changes Puberty, like yeah, yeah basically like I think that that's good. that's upcoming and yeah if that's not upcoming, if not exactly. children already or sorry not children but 
young adults but also children still like are starting to go through that so it's like they need to know about it I mean I was in primary school when I started my period I was in primary school when I started having to wear a bra so I obviously started that journey a lot earlier than a lot of people but nonetheless it was still happening to me and, and and a few other girls too so having preparation for puberty in primary school is good you don't need to go into the preparation I guess for for the relationship side of stuff so I think that's good there where I have the issue is secondary school I have a massive issue with the way we learned it at least or the way I learned it. I went to a different school to you but I'm assuming it was probably similar I was pretty much taught I, I was taught the basis of sex like between a man and a woman definitely wasn't um about same sex which annoys me because I think that should just be knowledge that is given to everyone Mm. Uh, and also like whether whether you're actually you feel like you are gay or you identify as something other than heterosexual yeah it's it's actually informing everyone and making it less taboo and not something to laugh about because it's different it's kind of bringing that not that knowledge and information which makes it yeah it it hopefully would lower like bullying around it as well I kind of feel like it would also make people feel less stood out like I don't know if I'm wording this right like as in if you're showing a man and a woman having sex that's obviously like what every the knowledge that everyone's getting whereas if you're covering everything it means that anyone in your class however they are whatever like sexual orientation they have yeah exactly it's covering all of them without having to pinpoint to anyone who's what because I feel like it almost not that people are necessarily thinking this but I had friends who were gay at school um whether people knew it or not and you would kind of not necessarily think this but it could easily happen you could think well where's the information for them like, or they might be thinking, where's my information? So I think those need to be covered regardless, in my opinion. But what I think the issue that I have, and I think you agree with me on this, is the pleasure side of stuff is completely not spoken about. And that pisses me off to no end because it completely underprepares a girl, in my opinion. I'm stressing girl because this is my opinion as in this is my experience I'm a I'm a girl I identify as a girl and that is my experience I felt like what I was taught was that sex or the point of sex was to pleasure a man and it pisses me off that I was made to think that or that it was like taught to me and it comes it it comes to an end when the man finishes yeah I thought that the whole purpose yeah. of having sex was to get a, a guy off so if I couldn't get a guy off or in my head if I can't You're get failing a guy in off, I'm failing yeah yeah I'm not having sex or something or we didn't yeah. have sex it doesn't count yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a lie <laughs> what a lie like it's just yeah it, it just I 100% agree with that and it frustrates yeah. me like I was saying to you earlier it frustrated me that in the media or at least us growing up porn was only like deemed I guess for men and if you're a woman who watched it you were you know highly sexualized or you're highly um what's the word not sexualized what's the word like you're, you're really horny basically like you're you're a slut yeah. or something yeah yeah it's like dirty yeah and it's like no you're curious you want to know yeah. what to do because sometimes like I'm I come from a um, family that are very open about speaking about things and like body changes and all that sort of stuff but there is a line like I wouldn't 
what I say that's I was saying to Jess I asked my mum when I was younger what does sex feel like but me and my lovely mama that she is she she didn't lie to me but she didn't give me more information than I needed she just said it feels amazing and you know it feels great when it's with someone that you trust and love and I appreciate that honesty that she gave me because well she didn't lie it does feel great it, it does feel amazing when it's with someone you know that whether you are in love or that you have a great connection or whatever it feels great and I'm not going to lie about that but there's also so many different elements that you you need to learn about or want to know about and yes sometimes you get that through experience but sometimes just having the knowledge beforehand really helps <laughs> like yeah. it, it avoids you having to have bad experiences doesn't it yeah but also be like oh I can get this is nice for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? oh it's not all about like oh we must go until he finishes or whoever you're with finishes well, it's, the fact that you can it's have about an... you as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't remember them ever saying um women can have an orgasm I don't think I I don't I don't even remember when I found out about them I no, just think it's very what? late very well, late I feel like the, the way that I would have learned through it was probably films like you know, like American Pie or something and I mean <laughs> don't know how helpful that is like to learn about sex ed but do you know what I mean like you're having to <laughs> you're having to find whatever information as a teenager that you could get I mean maybe it's different now being a teenager and that probably could have been something we spoke about um on our previous episode about teens versus 20s like the information back when we were younger it was a lot harder to get and we're not even that much older than teenagers now but there's such yeah. a vast difference I didn't know of porn sites like easily or I was under the impression that if I went on a porn site it would affect like the whole street with their internet or something like I was everyone would find out yeah everyone would, would find out <laughs> unlike now I could yeah. just look at it up on my phone and no one would know you know so it's just sort of the information back then I don't think was as easy accessible so the way that we were trying to get information was from any source we could get like if someone yeah. was having a sex talk um among friends I loved listening in because I was like right tell me more like what do I need to know because I didn't want to feel underprepared going into having sex yeah and I guess maybe that's an argument that parents would have now is why do they need to be told about it at school at a time when they might not even be thinking about that naively they might think that yeah when they can just google it and find out yeah. where my yeah. my issue with that is what are they looking at what are they finding out on google because it could be something that scares them even more what are they finding when they google are they yeah. going on to like something that's telling them something completely wrong mm. or is it something that's scaring them right. and making them think that it's something wrong or I don't know you, you don't know where the source is what they're right. looking at whereas if you're if they're at school and they're they feel like they're in a safe environment where they can ask questions if they want to and they're being informed of literally the bare minimum it's literally baseline like this is what sex is you can feel pleasure from sex that's all you need no one's saying Give go them and more do details it that. go and do it everyone let's all enjoy sex now like no yeah. it's basically saying like you will come to a point it's natural mm. you will come to a point where you will be in a relationship and you might want to do these things you don't mm. have to if you feel comfortable enough this is what to expect yes. and I think that's literally all that needs to be done and I think parents their worry might be that it's yeah giving them these tools and giving these ideas, planting seeds into their head yeah. that apparently don't don't aren't already, already exist. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it that baffles me. I think that's a little bit naive of the parents, to be honest. I think it's telling of their parenting as well. Like 
do you not trust that you've you know that you know where your child is or how can you not be you know what I mean I'm like how can you be this worried like don't you know where your kids are or who they're hanging out with so ah so you think it might oh you're you're turning into me you're doing I, well, the psychological but, but do you know what I mean like I just think <laughs> yeah or do you not trust no I, I completely get that it because maybe it's coming from a place where they're insecure about their parenting and they're thinking wait do we not have that relationship where that I can trust them or are they going to do something that's going to go against what I've taught them I don't know I think I I totally agree with that there's a lot of parts that come into this for sure but I think overall at least for you and I we stand on the opinion that you are better to prepare a teenager and give them some sort of tools to go into their sexual awakening or whatever in a safe way and an informed way rather than overprotecting them under preparing them and leading them into many which there are many dangerous situations not having having not had that knowledge yeah it's, totally it's, agree. it's a very interesting discussion and I think and it's there are a lot of cultural differences in it so I think we're very fortunate there's obviously a lot a lot of things need to be changed still but I think mm. we're quite fortunate to be in a society and a culture that is slowly getting to a point where we're feeling more comfortable talking about women and sex as well I think with us definitely still very much based on men it being a bit more acceptable to talk about you know men speaking with their friends about sex than Mm -hmm. girls having sex you know you're you're deemed promiscuous if you have over a certain number that was the word I was looking for (laughs) if you have over a certain number of sexual partners in your lifetime whatever which is again something that could cause a lot of um rage (laughs) (laughs) really good in us if if we get into it but I think we are fortunate enough to I guess when we're coming down to the the bare minimum to accept that women can feel can feel pleasure from sex which leads me on to our charity so we've spoken about our own female experiences and we felt it right to dedicate this episode to charities that work towards protecting females globally. The two UK-based charities that we have chosen to talk about are striving to end FGM or FGC. So FGM is female genital mutilation. FGC is female genital cutting. For those who aren't aware, FGM, according to the World Health Organization, is partial or total removal of external female genitalia or other injury to the female genital organs for non-medical reasons. And this procedure can have horrific long-term issues, such as infections and later on down the line, childbirth complications. And it has absolutely no health benefits for girls and women. It's a violation of human rights and it can have severe physical and mental health long-term complications. There are four types of FGM. But these are quite graphic and unpleasant. So we'd urge you to go and read about them yourself on the websites that we will provide for you. The first charity that we have chosen is the Orchid Project. It is run by females. They partner with pioneering grassroots organisations around the world and share knowledge and best practice to accelerate change. Orchid Project also advocate among governments and global leaders to ensure that FGC is prioritised. The second charity that we have chosen is called The Vavengers, also based in the UK, and it's led by survivors of FGM. They aim to create communities for those who've experienced FGM and strive to end it. 
They educate, collaborate, aid and empower. And their awareness work seeks to address the silence around FGM or FGC in the practicing and non-practicing communities whilst raising consciousness around the root of violence against women and girls. So please go and check out these charities by visiting their social media and their websites. And if you'd like to help fundraise or make a donation, there's more information on their websites about how to do so. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Our Circle. And please join us next time. Thanks. Thanks.